0: Welcome to the Tash Show podcast. I was uh I was trying to explain Christmas to my son Grayson who is almost 3 years old and this is going to be the first year he really gets it, right? Mm-hmm. So I I decided last night uh as I was putting him to bed to tell him about Santa Claus. And I've been looking forward to this because he's a 3-year-old, you know, there's They're tough to to reason with. If they're freaking out, they're hard to calm down. So I've been looking forward to the opportunity of using Santa Claus and holding Santa over his head.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought you wanted to, like, share the joy and the mystery and the magic.
0: I just want my kid to behave himself. (laughs) And if he starts misbehaving, I want to be able to say, Santa's watching. The big guy. You you, you better be a good boy. Otherwise, he's not going to bring you any presents. But... It totally backfired on me last night. I'm uh, telling him, okay, buddy, like, how cool is this? Christmas is in just over a month, so in a few weeks, Santa Claus gets in his sleigh, and he leaves the North Pole, and he flies around the world, and if you're a good boy, Santa will come to our house, and he'll put a bunch of presents under the Christmas tree You wake up on Christmas morning, you go down, you got a whole bunch of new toys and candy and treats. And then he gets in his sleigh and he goes to the next house and and he gives kids all over the world uh, uh, presents. So, are you going to be a good boy? He says, no, I want to be a bad boy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why do you want to be a bad boy? I don't want Santa to come to our house. Oh, he's freaked out. He's a little bit scared about Santa invading his personal space. Okay. So now I don't know what I'm going to do because (laughs) in trying to bribe him into good behavior with Santa Claus and the, uh, the good list, he has decided now he wants to be a bad boy because the last thing he wants is Santa Claus <laughs> to do a B&E on Christmas uh. Eve at our house. <laughs> Talk about
1: your all-time backfires. What do I do? Wait till Christmas morning, give him no presents. Uh, none from your parents, none from you, and definitely make sure Santa doesn't come to your house. Uh-huh. Block the chimney off. Santa can't come at all and see how Grayson... And- Likes Christmas morning.
0: The next year, so I'm playing the long. I'm so, playing the long game so now. So this Santa, year's write off.
1: Write a letter to Santa. Say, don't come to my house this year. Grayson's a bad boy.
0: <laughs> See how Grayson feels on Boxing Day. Or maybe I can just get Santa to leave the presents in the backyard or something. Mm. That way he doesn't have to come in the house. Is that the concern? <laughs> that's like every parent and you kind of think that maybe I won't do it as a parent, that's not nice to, to hold that over the kid's head you gotta be a good boy or Santa's not gonna bring you the presents after your kid has like a couple of public meltdowns in front of people you don't know you're totally using whatever tools you can to get them to calm down oh at that point you tell them, tell them about heaven and hell
1: <laughs> yeah, go, go the ultimate way <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you thought uh, Christmas with no presents
0: wasn't fun, how about eternal damnation? If you don't like Santa, wait until you hear about Satan. <laughs> Same <laughs> letters.
1: I wanna see
2: you peacock, Sports time, Dev. Where do you want to go now? Well, I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors because a couple days ago it was announced that they would not be giving championship rings to Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles. Three guys who were uh, traded uh, last year, uh, all to acquire Mark Gasol. Uh, Valanchunas was asked about it the other day, and you know, he said "You know, it's, it's their choice. He seemed a little down. Like he basically gave like a seven-second response. He seemed a little disappointed. Like, and I was surprised because he spent seven years with Toronto. He was a key member of the team. You're surprised that he's upset, or you're surprised they're not giving him a ring? I'm surprised he's not getting a ring. Like It's not a guarantee that you know players who were there mid-season and then traded are going to get a ring at the end. Every team, every league does it differently. It's not a guarantee. I would have given him and Wright and C.J. Miles a ring, though, because I think they meant a lot to the team, in particular Jonas Valanciunas. At the time of him being traded, he was one of the longest tenured guys on the team. And when you're spending like $100,000, 150000 on those rings, I mean... What's the difference? Uh, do you give him tier one or tier two? You give him tier two. Tier two? You don't give him the top, the one that the players who actually played in the game, the championship game get. Well, so here's the thing. You give like, them one below. Jody Meeks got a uh, ring from the Raptors, like a tier one championship ring because he was on the team at the end. Oh, he's, on, he's physically on the team. Great. Who meant more to the Toronto Raptors last season? Jody Meeks or Jonas Valanciunas? I would argue, Jonas Valanciunas.
1: So he got traded in February last year. So it's halfway through the season. It's not like he was at the start. So he did put in a solid half season for a championship season, more so than Jeremy Lin or Meeks.
2: Yeah, you know, Jeremy Lin was there the other, the second half of the season basically, and he played sparingly in the playoffs. Okay. Well, what if what if the three of us are buying lottery tickets every
0: week? Okay, the three of us have a little lotto pool going. And then Devin Peacock says, uh, you know what? I, I don't want to be in the lottery pool anymore. And then six months later, Jim and I win the
2: lottery. Do you think you're entitled to some of that money? Well, if I voluntarily exit, then no. But if okay, you guys... If we
0: kicked you out? We kick you out. We say, Dev, you know what? You're out of the office lottery pool. You're out of the office lottery pool. You've been late with a couple payments. You're, you're, not,
2: uh, you're not doing what we need you to do in the lottery pool. You're out. And then we win the lottery if I if I am kicked out of the lottery pool, but you are still <laughs> using some of the money I chipped in at some point? No, you, all the money is gone. Well, okay,
1: what if a director of a movie <laughs> halfway through gets fired because the, the, the producers show up and say, What is this? This is a god-awful mess. They hire on Ron Howard to finish the movie directorially. Uh, the movie wins an Oscar. Does the fired director get an Oscar? They get go on nothing. Stage?
0: Well, there you go. You answered your own
1: question. <laughs> in
2: no way the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same.
0: No. They weren't there. Timing's everything. They okay, weren't how there about when this. the
2: team won. If, uh, if you and I uh-huh. decide to knit Jim a sweater, mm-hmm. and I start it, then you finish it off, do you say, well, hey, Jim, I knit you this sweater, or are you going to say, hey, Devin and I made this sweater for you, Jim?
1: Who does Jim send a thank you card to on Christmas? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think Taz. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for Taz, I'd
2: just have a half hoop for like the bottom of my but stomach. You, well, you, you don't know, Taz bullied like me out of a, Bill a and this sweater. I came up with the idea for the sweater for Jim. <laughs> Taz swoops in at the very end. Well, I'll tell you what, Dev. You get to work on that sweater.
0: <laughs> and let me know when you're half done. <laughs> and Jim Kelly uh, has found the gift that he wants from Santa this year. Yes. Finally. Something that...
1: Touches me, something that I care deeply about, something I want to show people and, and, and spread a message. It's an ugly Christmas sweater, you know, classic, green, red, uh, but this sweater on the chest says, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and I posted the picture of it on Facebook, and I made a little Christmas poem here. Christmas is around the corner, so is Elf on the Shelf, but always remember... Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> you can get
0: those Christmas sweaters with anything on them now, huh? <laughs> I'm absolutely buying this. Uh, well, you're you're definitely buying that Epstein didn't kill himself as you of keep course. bringing it up to me.
1: Well, I, we were talking about it off the air like a half an hour ago and Dev like rolled his eyes and guffawed at me that I said that Epstein probably killed himself. Like people, I I, I can't believe-
0: Probably it. didn't kill himself.
1: Or sorry, probably, sorry, probably th- didn't kill You think himself. somebody murdered him? I mean, could there be a more blatantly obvious, quote, conspiracy theory that's true?
0: Well, this is, uh, this is Devin's point, and he's not here to say it, so I'll make his point for him. This would be a great way, if he was going to kill himself, for him to do it. You, you frame everybody, you make it look like you were murdered. And then everyone thinks that somebody
1: killed you. Yeah, but then to make himself look murdered, that means he has to make sure that two guards are asleep, all the cameras aren't working, that he's on suicide watch. There's just so many moving
0: parts here that just scream. I'm not saying conspiracy. that he. I'm not saying that he wasn't murdered. I don't know, and I, it definitely is suspicious. It's a hundred percent. Like, You're convinced. There's I, no question in your mind. There's no question. There's nothing anyone could say to you to change your mind and make you believe that, that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. At this point, only video
1: evidence would convince me. I mean, I get it. You know, JFK, you know, these conspiracies. I can see how people can believe the story that mm-hmm. is the story of history. I mean, well, you he know, was what's
0: reported. He was connected to so many powerful people.
1: He was connected to. A prince? Yeah, prince Andrew of the British royalty. Two presidents of the United States. Connected to Trump, connected to Clinton, connected to all these rich and famous people. We just heard that NBC spiked the story of Epstein three years ago, and they had photos and witnesses. That was that ABC. Sorry, right. ABC, my mistake. But I'm sure all of the networks caught wind of it at one point. Like, there's so many powerful people tied up in this despicable ring you know, sex crimes, pedophilia, it's, it's uncomfortable to talk about, but there's so much at stake that him not being murdered in prison would have, uh, just led to so much chaos and so many people being,
0: uh, you know, there's rumors the same- that he has videotapes of people doing things yes. or in situations that they wouldn't want released.
1: And I'm not even sure if he was murdered, Taz. I got a feeling maybe he was snuck out of prison. He's not even dead because they have a, there's a classic thing. When you have dirt on somebody and when you have a video evidence, legitimate photographic or video evidence is a thing they call a dead man switch. And it's uh, a process in which you either phone a phone number every yeah. day to confirm that you're
0: still alive. If somebody kills you, then the information gets leaked and you screw everyone over post-mortem. Yes,
1: right? exactly. Yeah.
0: And you're telling me this
1: millionaire with his own island with all he's got dirt on everybody connections with the cia
0: everything Uh that
1: he doesn't have dirt or something in the background there it's just it's too oh it, it boils my blood thinking about this and none of the news in america's really cares about it nobody's looking into it
0: everybody's just smoothing it over and moving on Well, I'm glad you found the the holiday sweater. This is how we'll solve it. That is perfect for you, Jim. You just got to look for for other people wearing that sweater at Christmas parties, and the two of you can stand in the corner and and talk about how Epstein didn't kill himself for hours. Yeah,
1: and just annoy everybody else at the party.
0: (laughs) Motley Crue is totally coming out of retirement. And going out on tour.
2: Mm-hmm. This
0: is such a, this is a crock. It's, but it's not just Motley Crue.
1: Like they said, they were retiring four years ago. They were doing their last show ever. Motley Crue is coming back, but so is every. You can't trust Kiss. any
0: bands now. Kiss. Kiss has done it. Yeah. It should be, uh, there should be a class action lawsuit against these bands. For everybody who bought a ticket to anyone the supposedly who, last yeah, concert? anyone who bought a ticket. Yeah. And Motley Crue made it very specific. It's not like they said, maybe one day we'll come back, or it wasn't a farewell tour. The, the last show they did, they said, this is our last show ever. Yeah. We're never going to perform again. And if you bought a ticket based on that fact... I think you have a good legal case against the band Yeah, because the
1: premium goes up The price goes up because of supply and demand This is the last show I will spend $1,000 Because I'll never get a chance again Four years later Oh yeah, we're doing another uh, Ten more tours Uh, This time we're going out with Def Leppard and Poison Oh great I had to go to LA for your last show last time In
0: 2014, Motley Crue Announced their final tour Putting an end to almost 35 years on the road To make it official, they signed an unprecedented contract.
1: You know I'm a dreamer.
0: In the years since, Motley Crue became more popular than ever and gained an entirely new legion of fans who, along with diehard crew heads, demanded the band tear up that stupid contract and come out of retirement. They knew that if they were ever to stand on stage together again, that contract would have to be destroyed. Destruction has never been an issue for Motley Crue. Oh yeah, they blew it up! Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Video from Motley Crue's website. Like the contract, obviously the contract was not for the members of Motley Crue to promise to each other that they were never going to perform again. The contract was so that fans who were going to buy tickets to their final tour yeah. would believe them that it was their final tour. What's the point of a contract if you can just blow it up with dynamite? Yeah, try doing that with your prenup. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: ah, sorry, 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 Judge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I blew it up with our desk. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> Motley Crue going back on the road. Back in 2014, Nikki Six said, there is no amount of money that would ever make me do it again because I have such pride in how we're ending it. Okay. And then that Dirt movie came out and cha chang. Yeah. Oh, that's what money's like. That's why you never say never. They're going on tour with Def Leppard and Poison. Uh, we just had Ron call in. He's a huge Motley Crue fan. He's forgiven them. He's like, yeah, whatever. I know they said it was their last tour last time, but I'll go see them again for sure. Uh, He wants to know when, when they're coming to the area. We don't know yet. Venues and dates have not been announced, but as soon as we find something out, we will let you guys know. Sports time with Devin Peacock. And, Dev, we gave you a little bit of homework yesterday. Said we wanted you to listen to Don
2: Cherry's new podcast. You did that. You're a little worried about how it was going to sound, right? Yeah, I was worried about uh, basically because I just I, I don't want it to sound bad. Not in terms of like what he says, but just how he says it and like like how it's how like how it sounds and everything. Technically, technically, I just don't want it to sound cheap, like grandpa and, in his and, kitchen with yeah, uh, with like, an eight-track recorder. And there's like you know like an <laughs> an echo in the background. And it just sounds weird. Uh, so it does not sound weird. It sounds it sounds normal. It sounds like if you if you if you think of the old uh, radio little bit he used to do with uh, Brian Williams. It's basically like that, except for 27 minutes. Okay. It's the first clip you sent me.
3: Just two little words just seem to set everybody off. But, hey, that's the way life is. I lived in a vicious world, and I lasted 38 years. Happy to be there for 38 years, and if I got to go, I'm glad I'm going out my shield.
0: So is he saying, is he trying to diminish what he said because it was only two words? Because I can think of one word you could have said that really would have set people off. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's not the length of the statement. It's what yeah.
1: what the statement means. And it wasn't just the you people. That's part of it. I mean... I- I guess that's like a racist term that we all hear. What do you mean, you people? But it was the context around it and everything, too. It wasn't just that he said you people.
2: Yeah, I mean, everyone's focused on the you people versus everybody because he said he meant everybody. But he said right after you people that come here. So if you say everybody that come here, it's the the, the meaning He could have the meant thing. from
1: Strathroy. He could, where, <laughs> where is he talking? Come from where?
3: <laughs> America? Who knows? So he also said he does not regret anything he said. Milk and honey. Yes, I use the word milk and honey because that's what we have. We have the best country in the world. And I still believe everybody should wear a poppy. And evidently that uh, I said something and upset Sportsnet and they canned me and I am now unemployed except for doing this beautiful podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One of the reactions I saw yesterday I love from people is like, so let's just everyone just have a podcast now? (laughs) Like everyone's got a podcast. Mm -hmm. And on that note, true.
1: listen to the Taz Show podcast wherever
0: you get your podcast.
1: It makes sense for like, right.
2: people in media to have a podcast. Like, it doesn't make sense for Frank at the end of the street to have a podcast. But you
0: say this sounds better than you technically than you thought it would. He's got his son with him and his his grandson helping him out, who both have some media experience, so uh, it, it sounds okay, and it's a place for
2: fans of Don
3: Cherry yeah. no, it's good. to
2: get their Don Cherry fix. Most of the podcast focused on his memories of his coaching career, and he talked about Rocket Richard. So.
3: Yeah. On on to better glories, one door closes, another door opens up, and I'm, I'm really, this is fun for me. Yeah.
2: Well, what we're going to talk a little bit about this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about almost do like a a longer coach's corner. So we won't be seven minutes, so we won't be rushing. (laughs) And then also what we're going to do is we're going to take um, some clips from the grapevine shows that we did uh, back in the uh, 80s and 90s and uh, kind of look at some of them. And the first one we're going to do this later on in this podcast is I think one of the guys that you were most excited about interviewing was Rocket
0: Richard.
3: Oh, yeah, the Rocket.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Your up-to-date hockey news (laughs) on Don Cherry's Grapevine, talking Rocket Richard coming up.
1: (laughs) I I know that's kind of dated, but when you talk to your grandpa or your great-uncle or something, do you want to hear what he did in (laughs) 2015 or do you want to hear what he did in the 80s, the
2: 70s, you know? Right. Okay. I mean, it's on Spotify. One of the biggest complaints I saw from people was it was just on Spotify. Spotify is pretty easy to get. So I mean, yeah, you can get a free trial. It's an easy, uh, it's an easy podcast to get and listen to. And did
0: you expect him to apologize? Did no. you think he would have said more about? Uh, no, he, he talked mean, for a couple minutes about getting fired and then quickly moved on. Were you expecting
2: something else from Don Cherry, Dev? No, I mean it's kind of what I was hoping for in terms of it. Like he addressed the Sportsnet thing fine, but there's nothing more to say on the Sportsnet thing. He said it in all like the 17 interviews he did last week.
0: He's not sorry. He's not apologizing.
2: No, he, I mean. I mean, it, it's all done with. I, I hope this could be the end of the Don Cherry versus Hockey Night in Canada versus Ron McLean saga, and we can go back to talking about how terrible the Toronto Maple Leafs are. They're That's the Taz
0: Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or fm ninety six